name's Catherine. I have been a part of the BCM for three years now. Um, I'm a junior in chemistry pre-med. Um, I was just going to share with y'all my experience in Hawaii and also what the BCM means to me. Um, first, I... Oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> Anyhow. I was going to share two verses before I start. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And Philippians 2, 3 through 4, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. So BCM, I got involved at freshman year. Um, it has been a really great community and a home away from home. I'm actually from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So four hours away from home, not knowing anyone, it really allowed me to have that um, just support system throughout my college experience. Um, one of our outreach events is called Soul Food. Um, we have like a $1 lunch, which y'all are probably a part of as well. Um, Soul Food has really allowed me to grow that community, but also meet international students as well who tend to come during that time. Um, I'm actually the co-team leader for our mission team. So last year when I had statistics, one of my dear friend's Abby, she's actually from Nigeria. And so I invited her to Soul Food, and it just allowed for a great conversation and deeper conversation to just kind of share a fellowship with those international students who are further away than four hours, you know. So um, Soul Food is really a great way to fellowship for those students as well. Um, this past summer, I went to Hawaii um, with Ellie and Kevin and a lot of other students as well. Um, in our short time in Hawaii, we helped the BCM Oahu, um, which is Honolulu. Um, there was so many moments where God just grew our perspective and my hunger for ministry, uh, not only on the college level, but the international level. Um, I did the 30-second raffle survey throughout the entire week, trying to go into deep conversations um, about what the BCM is, why we were on campus, and just the importance of faith. So, of course, there were some obstacles and a lot of rejection at times, but with but there was such an amazing number of gospel conversations as well. And when we left, we there was like four people who gave their life to Christ, and we've been in touch with BCM Oahu, and five more actually gave their life to Christ, which is such a great blessing and glory to God. Um, one of the stories that really just stood out to me throughout this experience was it was like one of the last few days when like all the students had already heard our, you know, spiel about what the events were. Um, they were really uninterested in it. Um, and there was this student whose name is Brady. He actually approached me and was really interested in what we had to say. And he was like, I heard you talk to the other students about it. Um, but really caught me off guard because usually I was approaching students. Students never approached me before. So um, Brady was from California, and he was a junior who grew up as a Catholic. And I could just see the hunger and, like, thirst of, like, searching for a Christian community. And so we went to a great conversation about, like, what the BCM is, how it's a really great way to build in your faith and, like, the importance of faith in a college experience um, and throughout your life as well. And 
him and his girlfriend, he's like, I'll, t- I'll bring my girlfriend and we'll go to the taco night, which a lot of students said that, and I was just praying and hoping that they would show up. And when they did, I was just so excited. Um, and so I got to talk with him. Kevin got to talk with Brady and Hannah, which is one of the interns at BCM Oahu, got to talk with Grace. Um, and Grace was actually a double major, and, and she was a chemistry as well, so we got to have that good conversation. Um, but it was just really exciting for me to see that, you know, even though we have many rejections, that that one person that I needed to see that day, I spoke to him and he actually came and um, Noah actually got his information and he got to have coffee with Brady later on. Um, The Lord really taught me in like missions to this year about that one voice of truth in a crowd of people that can be louder than the chaos. Um, I realized that if you intentionally pray, give it all to him and share the truth of Christ, that he will provide those opportunities for us to like stand firm in our faith and have a spirit of boldness to speak of the good news. And of course, we met a lot of um, different Asian uh, cultures at Hawaii. And so I was really thrilled and excited because it allowed me to interact with international students um, because I'm also doing it on tech campus as well. And so this Hawaii trip has really, I've already seen like the impact it's made for our team back home at tech um, because it's improved our outreach and I really think it's improved our intentionality with international students. Friday we actually did a welcome back event and 150 international students showed up, which was, like, amazing. Um, So I know Hawaii may seem like a vacation spot and not a missionville, but there is a thirst for Christ, and there is a vastness of lost that I saw in a community in need for Christ, just like on Texas campus. So I'm so grateful that y'all allowed us to come share, and that's all I have to say. Thank you. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremiah Eubanks. I'm a sophomore at Louisiana Tech. Um, I'm studying mechanical engineering. And I'm going to talk to you all a little about um, the BCM, how my experience was so far, and a little bit about Boston, too. I had the opportunity to go there this summer. Um, So I'll talk about the BCM. Last year, um, I'm homeschooled. I've been homeschooled all my life. And so that kind of played into me not really having that many friends my whole life. So when I came to college, it was like, you know, I was just going crazy. I was like, I have all these friends. But I ended up not getting with the right crowd. Then that fell through. So long story short, I ended up not really having any friends or anyone to hang around with about halfway through the year last year. And that was a really hard time for me. But um, I knew I was a Christian at the time, of course. But... So I started going to church uh, more often than I had and going to the BCM. And one thing the BCM really does well is being present and giving opportunities for students um, all year round. And through that, I now um, have met a ton of friends that I don't even know what to do with and great friends at that. Um, and at the BCM and at churches. And um, I'm now on leadership at the BCM, which I don't deserve. Um, but that's probably been the sweetest thing that the BCM has done for me um, last year. It's just give me that, the opportunity to meet other people that 
have the same desires that I do in my heart um, is just really amazing. And I'm so glad for the BCM that they're there for that. And they really do a good work on campus and in the hearts of students. Um, I'll share with you um, about Boston. Um, uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, the people in Boston are a lot different than us in the South. Us, us in the South, like, we'll take you in and, you know, like, we don't even know who you are and we'll invite you to lunch or dinner or something, you know. <laughs> but in Boston, it, they have kind of like a hard shell. Um, one of my friends said it like this, like, people down here, we're like plums. We have a hard core. We might not tell you our deepest, darkest secrets, but we're soft on the outside. But people in Boston are like coconuts. They're really hard on the outside. But once you crack them open, like, you'll be surprised the amount of conversations we had up in Boston with people. They would just, like, spill all the beans on us, like, right there. Like, we're just, you know, riding in the subway or something, you know. And it's amazing, though. But um, I, I was on a team of five. Uh, we were assigned, five other college students, and we were assigned to a church called Beacon Community Church. Um, they're a church plant. They've been planted in Belmont, which is a little outside of, it's inside greater Boston. It's a sub-city. Um, but they were planted about four years ago, and we were there trying to, they, they don't really have a, a youth ministry, so we were trying to um, get the demographic of the youth in Belmont because they really are a family-oriented town. Like, they have so many high schoolers. And in fact, in this town we were in, um, they had some of the best schools in the nation. Like, there was uh, famous people living in the area that would take their kids there just because of how good the schools were. But that means they had a lot of high schoolers and elementary school kids in that area, but they really didn't have a good ministry for that. So our job over the summer, we stayed there for about eight weeks, was going there and figuring out the demographic of the people in Boston and the youth so that they could, and we we um, formulated a plan at the end of the summer and presented it to them so that they could reach those students. Um, but maybe we might not have had a huge effect on Belmont just because we were only there for eight weeks, but the effect that this mission trip had on me was tremendous. I've learned so much about church and um, I had never really led before, so I just the way it was, I ended up being the leader in Boston of our team, one of, one of the co-leaders at least, and that was uh, that was pretty challenging. There, I had a difficult person on my team that I actually knew he's from here, but um, it was very good for me, I think, to learn um, through that how to lead and just through the aspect of helping these church plants. But to close, uh, one really amazing thing that, an interesting thing, I think, that is different than from down here for those churches is where a lot of us are focused, uh, at least churches down south are, are focused on getting a following and getting people in the door. But up in Boston, they are so focused. I mean, like, hard-driven to plant as many churches as possible. Like, um, this church um, that we stayed at was been planted for four years. Like, before that, there was a church that helped plant that church that only had been planted for, like, ten, maybe. Like, they're planting churches as fast as they can because there's so many people in Boston. But it's really amazing. And I'm so glad that I got this opportunity. Um, it was through the North American Mission Board um, that I got this opportunity. But, um, yeah, thank you.
Good morning. Um, so my name is Ellie, and I am Kevin's daughter. Um, so that means it's weird calling you Kevin, but um, <laughs> that means that I grew up in the Louisiana Tech BCM um, ever since I was four years old. Um, I was there, and I was with the college students that were so like old and awesome, um, and I just thought that they hung the moon. Um, but whenever I was a freshman, I am now a, um, this is my last year at Tech. And so, um, whenever it was my freshman year, I, um, was so excited to finally be a part of the Louisiana Tech BCM that I had always grown up in. Um, so it's really easy to talk about how much I love the BCM because, um, the Lord's hand is just all over that place. Um, so first of all, I just want to really thank you for giving to the BCM um, and to this offering because it has um, impacted my life in like so many huge ways. Didn't even think I was going to cry today. But um, anyways, so glory to the Lord um, for the BCM and for y'all giving Um Thank you so much. But um, what I was going to talk about, it was my freshman year. And yeah, like I said, I was so excited to um, join the BCM. And my sister was in the BCM and I loved her so much. But whenever I walked in, I remember um, just so many people just eager to love me. And it was just amazing um, for who I was, um, not anything that I had done for them, but they were just ready to love me as a little freshman. And it, it's just a picture of Jesus loving us. Um, and so I remember there was this girl, her name is Ashley Tomlin, and um, she was a sophomore that year, and I was a freshman. And... I remember she was just so energetic and so excited to love on me. And um, at the BCM, we have this thing called Journey Groups, and that's a Monday night Bible study for freshmen. It's geared to make community for freshmen in the beginning of the year so that they have consistent community while they're looking for a church in Ruston. And Ashley ended up being my journey leader Um and it was just the most amazing experience ever, um, getting into the Word each week um, and with like a consistent group of people in the midst of so much chaos of freshman year. Um, and then um, as like I, you know, journey ended, that journey group, I ended up becoming a journey leader. And that is, and um, Jeremiah is a journey leader. And this year, and last year I was a journey leader. And what I love about um, Law Tech BCM is that it trains us college students to do the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the LaTeX BCM, like it, without it, I feel like I would not be where I am today with the Lord. I would not be as focused on 
like sharing the gospel with my classmates. I wouldn't be as focused as getting into the word. And also, whenever I'm struggling, I would feel like I wouldn't really have anybody. But I know that if I have, if I'm going through something, there are so many people who I've met through the BCM and also on our staff that I could go to and they would happily go around me and support me. And that's the body of Christ. Um, so glory to God for LaTeX BCM and all of y'all forgiving. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but I also went to Hawaii about, um, three weeks ago and I was so excited because it's literally Hawaii and, um, it's paradise. Um, so we get there and, you know, I honestly didn't really know what to expect, but we got there and, like out of from the get-go Hannah and Noah and RJ are the leaders over there and they said they started talking about like going out on campus and witnessing and casting at the nets wide loving on people and then they mentioned oh like there's also a cult on campus um they can get a little aggressive sometimes like yeah one time Hannah almost like got run over by a cult person and like I remember we were all just like uh Okay. <laughs> it was, it was so funny. And like, we were the first, the first day going into, um, on campus to witness, um, we were all just like, kind of like, what is about to happen? And so anyways, it was crazy. We were, we, all we were focusing on was being obedient because ultimately we didn't really have no idea what we were doing. Um, but we would go out and we would give out surveys. We would do silly, um, exercises to get people involved because the thing about Hawaii is that it's a beautiful place, but it is very dark. Um, the people there are very, they do not trust people. They do not trust outsiders. And because they think that outsiders come in for their selfish ambition and then leave, they, don't do anything to care for the island. But we were literally there to serve them. And so it was hard to break that barrier. And ultimately, I felt a lot of spiritual warfare during that time. And I I don't really use that term lightly um, because it's a real, it's a real thing. But there was one day where I was at the end of myself and I couldn't even start a conversation with someone. I, and it was just really hard. And that day I was really down. Like I felt like, man, I came all the way over here to share the gospel with people and to love on people. And I am not even able to start a conversation with someone that day. But that very day, Hannah told me that someone got saved and that, and then ultimately four people ended up getting saved. Like Catherine said, and then now y'all nine people have gotten saved. Nine people's eternity are, com- they're completely changed, not because of us, but because we're a tool in the Redeemer's hand. And it's so cool. I think about the verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, Paul is talking about a thorn in his flesh. And he's like, Lord, why haven't you taken this um, weakness from me? And he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And that day, the Lord really taught me, Ellie, it's not really dependent on what you do, because I'm God and my grace is sufficient. 
And his power was displayed in my life and in that trip. Um, so yes. And, um, I honestly think about y'all giving. Maybe there are some times where you don't, you just don't know what it's doing whenever you give to this Georgia Barnett offering. But know that the Lord takes our obedience. He takes our giving, our acts of obedience, and he does immeasurably more than what we could ask, think, or imagine. And so I just want to encourage you and thank you for giving because I know the Lord is doing so much with it. Thank you so much. Wow. I don't know about y'all, but um, I'm just in awe of how great our God is. And uh, I, I don't take enough time to stop and smell the roses because we're just in the midst of trying to reach students all the time. And uh, I'm just sitting there going, God, you are so good. I'm so humbled to be here. And in one of the Signs of being in the presence of God is is an awe and a, a you know humility that comes and just being here with you guys here at Longstraw, uh, worshiping you with you. Uh, that first song, uh, talking about how you know when our hope and trust is in the Lord, fear goes away. And I'm like, man, that is so powerful. Uh, hope. And then God's greatness have stood out to me today as I worship with you and listen to our students. And, uh, man, we are so blessed. We, we gather here today because God is great and we can put our hope and trust in Him and He changes everything. Uh, and, uh, it might not be everything we want to be changed, but just drawing in a breath is a sign of His grace and the hope that He gives us. And then because of what he did on the cross, one day when we do not draw another breath, we can be in his presence forever. I mean, that is why we are here today. And uh, just listen to Catherine, uh, pre-med, possibly more than likely headed to be a doctor, just brilliant student, um, Jeremiah sharing his story and, and what he's going to do and um, being in Boston where it's it's almost like uh, a foreign country now. Less than 3% of the city is Christian anymore. Isn't that right? Uh, the same with Hawaii. I, I know you think about Hawaii. Boy, that, that must have been tough. It's hard. <laughs> you know, uh, less than 3% of the people there are Christian. Yet he's the God of the city. He's the God of this community. So let me just close with a challenge for all of us. Is is He truly our hope? Is He truly who we're putting our trust in? In the book of Jeremiah, the, the weeping prophet was facing a culture and a world that's like ours right now. is turning away from God and rejecting God. And in Jeremiah 17, it says, But blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord and whose confidence is in Him. And so for me this morning, for you where is our hope and our confidence? For Hawaii, it's easy for it to be in the beauty of the island and, and, and living there on the beach. For, for Boston, it's incredibly easy for their hope and confidence to be in their intellect. You've got Harvard University there, Boston University, 
some of the greatest minds, you know, out there are in Boston. But that can't be where your hope and confidence is because it, it will lead to ruin. It will lead to not being satisfied. Ultimately, it will lead, lead to an eternity separated from, from Christ. And, and you can see it because Jeremiah would tell you there's lots of despair in Boston, lots of anxiety, lots of loneliness. The same for Hawaii. Uh, it's the most beautiful place, but without Christ, it's not paradise. There is one paradise, and that's the presence of Christ in our life. <laughs> and in Jeremiah, it says that, that without hope and confidence in Christ, it's like a barren land. But with Christ... No matter how hard life is, no matter what's going on in your life today, you can be like a tree planted by the stream, by the water, that always is green and bears fruit. And so for you in this community today, where's your hope and where's your confidence? For me, for us, it might be our enemy is using subtle things like our family or even this church. Like, I attend this church and I have friends here. But that can't be where our hope and trust is. It has to be in the God of this church. It has to be in the Christ that died for this church. The head of the church. Satan will use anything he can. If, if your hope and confidence is in sports or in hunting and fishing or in just in your job or in your family, those are all great things, but that can't be where our hope and trust is. It has to be in Christ. And so for me, for you, I hope that's where, that, because part of what we do as Baptists is give an opportunity each Sunday to, to recommit our lives to Christ or to make a first-time commitment. And so I hope you've been encouraged. I know I've been just humbled and encouraged by being with y'all and hearing these students. And so uh, let's let's commit our lives to Him and put our hope and trust in in Him. And 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 thank you for the incredible network that we have as Southern Baptist. That this church is having a bigger impact than churches that have thousands. I'm not just saying that <laughs> because of you, you are reaching thousands of college students all over Louisiana and really all over the country because of you. We're reaching lots of people in Boston, in Hawaii, um, and then across the globe. <laughs> we have three couples from our, our BCM that are in India. There are 1.5 billion people in India, but they're tech grads. That's 500,000 a couple. We got it covered. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you. You are present there. Uh, and so thank you for, for having us here where we can celebrate that. Cause like, like y'all said, is so often we give to Lottie Moon and George Barnett and Annie Armstrong and we don't get to hear and see the stories of what God's doing. 